Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Welcome into the podcast, folks. How you doing this week? This is the Financial Answer, as the opener said, and it's time to chat with Nathan O'Brien once again about investing, finance, and retirement. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm still alive, man. I'm, I'm alive. still alive. <laughs> you know, I'm getting tired of people saying "stay safe." Oh my goodness, that is so frustrating. You know, and I do it. It's been my tagline on the on doing shows for a while. And I usually don't been, say it today. I, all right, I'll try not. I've been doing like "stay safe, stay sane." Has been my, well. That's you know, good. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, that's they kind right. of they kind of flow together, but. It is a little frustrating. I know what people are meaning, you know. They exactly. want you to stay healthy and all of that, which that's fine. That's great, you know, but I'm not really worried, you know. So, <laughs> Well, and yeah, and we've definitely so. talked about that song on the show. As a yeah. matter of fact, actually, I got a little tie into that to kick things off, and we're going to do that over the probably the next couple of podcasts that we do here because, you know, here we are in August at the time we're taping this, and, you know, what everybody hoped and prayed would be a few weeks Maybe a couple of months is yeah. dragging along, and of course, whether whatever side of the conspiracy fence you find yourself on, whether it's positive <laughs> or negative, um, here's some actual stuff I wanted to bounce off of. You get your take of it here on a financial standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if okay. you saw this. Obviously, we've we've been seeing this now in not only uh, Portland but also in, in New York, where there's been a lot of upheaval, and you're probably going to see it in Chicago as well. Really, yeah, I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. yeah. So a friend of mine, his daughter was is moving to Manhattan and a oh, recent really? report showed, and we were doing some research and I was talking to her and a recent yeah. report showed a huge number of vacancies in Manhattan apartments. So she, they actually got an apartment in Manhattan for, I guess what would be a good price. It's still way too much in my mind. Oh yeah. But the rental demand in the suburbs of New York has more than doubled compared to this time last year. So basically, right, people are leaving <laughs> the city yeah. and they're going to the county. Do you think yeah. this is a long-term trend? you think it's a short-term reaction to the events? What's your take? Well, I think it's definitely a short-term reaction to the events, you know, and it may end up being long-term. You know, there is a, we have a real estate office that rents the other half of our building in okay. Huntingdon, right. our office in Huntingdon. And so they have had a tremendous uptick in people coming from big cities out of the state, coming from big cities and buying, you know, country properties, buying yeah. 10, 20, 30, 50 acres, you know, and building their house and all Shoot, of that. Shoot, even I mean, two acres been, is huge compared yeah, to New York. No, it is. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's been, I would say probably 75% of the sales that they've had this year have been from out of state people moving to Tennessee, getting to the country, getting out of the bigger cities. And, you know, a lot of it's been from Chicago, really. Yeah. Well, can't blame them there. So, it, yeah, no, I know it's been crazy, but they've had a tremendous uptick there. So, you know, really, I mean, apartments, I can see it being a short term, but people buying properties like right, that, yeah, I mean, definitely. that's a long term decision. Well, there, and, so. and I wanted to couple that with some other things I saw this past week, like Dunkin' Donuts, for example, saying that they were going to. I think they're saying they're closing 800 stores through the remainder yeah, of the year and into the next year. Yeah. Yet, unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> are you a Dunkin' are you a Dunkin' guy? Well, no, Case, not no, really. No, I like Krispy okay. Kreme a lot better. Well, yeah, Krispy Kreme's no. the stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so anyway, so businesses in general, we're seeing 
existing businesses saying they're still struggling, they're closing. Unemployment is slowly going back down, which is good. Is. But we're yeah. also seeing the market. At, at the time we're taping this podcast, Nate, I mean, the 28 the, for the Dow. 28 for the Dow. It's like a thousand <laughs> points off of pre COVID. And, awesome. and of course, the SP has <laughs> just been on it because of tech, has been on a tear. Yeah. So, I mean, if people has. have a hard time. I guess they have a hard time in their mind reconciling the difference. How can things be so bad economically that we hear, but yet at the same time, other you know, other indicators say it's better. There is a simple explanation okay. for this. Okay, the market is always, always a forward indicator, and that's not me saying this. Right. That's the last seventy years of academic research done. You know, with the University of Chicago and all they they look right. at this and they're like, you know, we can tell that the market reacts to what's coming. You know, okay, what's going so, to happen? And I knew you and were so, going to say that. And so, yeah, if that's yeah. the case, does that mean that we feel as though there's a positive outlook on the horizon or in the future? Now, I whether think that's so. whether that's you know? three months, six months, or twelve months, I that's, guess the, that's thing. the question. Okay. That's the thing that you look at historically, and all of the research shows basically it's anywhere from a six month to a two year window. Oh, okay. So six all to right. twenty four months basically is that window that the market is a forward indicator. So. It doesn't mean it's going to continue going up, you know, between now and hitting its previous highs, which I think was well, what the Dow twenty nine twenty nine three maybe or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, so that was the highest with the Dow, and so I mean we're basically eleven twelve hundred points below that right now today at the time of the show. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's nothing. You know, we saw three four thousand point swings <laughs> in mm-hmm. this. Yeah. You know, in the decline that the coronavirus had. But so, I mean, once all that um, ended, it's been fairly slow, steady yeah, ticking upward. It has. You know, it's yeah, you know, it half has. a percent and, here. Percent you know, there. really, I think I think to see greater growth than what we've got, you know, and I, I'm, I'm speculating. Okay. Sure. And which is not accurate. No, no, but <laughs> yeah, but that's right. And so, you know, I think though, what, what people are waiting on is number one, the election, the market hates uncertainty. Okay. So companies hate uncertainty. They don't know who's going to win the election. Right. You know, supposedly. So anyway, they're sitting on cash. They're waiting to make those decisions until then. So once the election happens, which it may be drug out for a little while. I don't know. You know, we, we'll see. I've right. been speculating on that. But, you know, things will do better and the economy will continue. And then also as the vaccine, I guess, or whatever, I don't know. The study show what I was reading yesterday is most people are not even going to take the vaccine if they can. A lot of people are uh, afraid of it, what right? They, yeah, I know. And so, you know, that's, rightfully so. I agree. I agree. Yeah, so, you know, I think there's some issues there. I think that. I don't know. Yeah. We, it's hard to know who to trust in the research to trust. Now. Well, especially That's now so it's gotten so, yeah, it's yeah. gotten so out of control. Yeah, there's I, such I, a political I, twist on everything. It on seems everything, like in this election yeah. year. Yeah, so, I, you know, I think everybody is starting to realize that and just kind of saying, ah. Or just they're just frustrated. Break. Yeah, they're yeah, just, just tired of it. Take a break yeah. and quit watching. Well, you know, <laughs> vaccines to me, you know, and I'm, I don't usually do the annual flu shot or anything like that myself I anyway. Neither. That's the only time I get it is if I do that. Yeah, so. I, I just, yeah, right. But I've never, it's like, to me, it's like a, a, the new line, like a new production model of a car, right? And, you know, it's like the first year they're like, oh, that's a, that's a really sharp looking car. But I'm going to wait till they've made the first year to get some of the bugs worked out, right? <laughs> that's Same right. kind of, I, I don't really want to be like <laughs> guinea pig. On, on a new yeah. drug, you know, work out <laughs> something the they're putting in your body that you yeah. know, you're like, ah, I don't, know. I don't want to grow a third, you know, an extra arm or something, you know. Uh, all right, well, let's, <laughs> well, let's jump into our topic this week, which is really right in line with what we we're just kind of discussing. And it's just kind of some, some dirty little secrets, if you will, the financial industry sometimes and some, yeah. some of the things that help add to confusion, if you, uh, you know, That's for right. basically a lot of us. 
these are kind of funny, so hopefully you'll have some fun with this. Most of the time, Nathan, nobody really knows what's going on. Now, that sounds a little strange <laughs> asking an advisor that. but That's what we do is advise on stuff we don't know anything about. <laughs> well, some some of them do, sadly, though, right? I know. Especially I know. talking right. heads. It's like, it's like politicians, right. meteorologists, and some financial advisors that are at least on the talking the big talking heads. That's like the only job where you could be wrong more than half the time and still have a job. Still have a job. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, and, and it comes down to too many financial advisors try to predict the future. And we're all super bad at that. Sure, you know? yeah. I mean, nobody can tell what's going to happen. We can't even explain, you know, historical data, you know, things like that. So, you know, it's when we look at things, we look at the past 10 years and we say, OK, well, this is what I think. Well, you don't know what really happened that caused those things. You know, there's no way to know. So there's so many moving parts with the market. That's why it's random and unpredictable. That's the definition of right. of the market, really. And so that's how it works. And there's no way to know. So don't try to predict You know, it's just it's important to control your volatility. OK, through bonds, which should be really stable and really high quality. Okay. So do that and then just sit back and relax and, you know, stop paying attention to the, the day-to-day fluctuation of the thing. Well, it'll drive you nuts. There's definitely some compelling narratives to explain some of the movements, right? There's definitely indicators, research, you know, you know, like you've mentioned this, the university of Chicago. So there's things that kind of, I guess, serve as maybe guidelines or a roadmap. But again, it's almost like, it's like with a hurricane. Okay. They can say, yep, here it comes. We're just watching it. <laughs> this is probably what it's going to do. And they might that's be right. right some of the time and they might yeah, be wrong some right. of the time. No, that's right. And there's and, some ebb and flow. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, the I think the the thing when people try to predict a, you know, a certain sector of the market is going to do best or whatever, you know, usually it happens after that sector has gone up 20%, you know, right. or or that asset class has gone up 20%. So, you know, speaking of commodities or financials or something along those lines. So, mm-hmm. emerging markets was in the spotlight a few years ago with that. So, there's a lot of asset classes that, you know, Fall in and out of favor, basically, is what it comes down to. And segments of the market do the same. So people try to predict what's going to happen with that. Usually after a big increase, they say, oh, it's going to go up even more and all of these things. And it just, we don't know, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. Just like Tesla. Tesla has gone up, the stock has gone up, it's quadrupled in the past year. It's crazy, you know, how much it's grown. And when you think, well, that's at a high point. We don't know. It may not be. It may quadruple again. Zoom's a great know? example. So, they, they, that's right. They've been doing great. Obviously, people working from home, but here in the last probably three weeks or so, they've really started to stumble and fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so well, you, anything you, just, you think why, you're still going to be working from home. So That's right. You know, you just don't know. You don't know what the entire market is thinking as a whole. And maybe they're thinking that, you know, it's run its course and, yeah. you know, we're getting out of that or whatever and going somewhere else. So there's just, it's a bad idea to predict. That's why. You know, you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You diversify tremendously and control your volatility with bonds based on your time horizon. All right. Well, let's let's keep this moving so we don't get too far into the weeds so we can keep these at our (laughs) our normal time pace. I think this one's pretty fun. You'll enjoy this. Most of the things financial advisors argue about really aren't that important. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's right. You know, people do have crazy ideas they come up with from time to time and, you know, You've got to focus on the big picture is really what it comes down to. Focus on your goals, what you're trying to accomplish with your plan, and don't get caught up in the minutiae. You know, people, we financial advisors, 
get stuck in trying to explain to the 10th detail of, you know, why do something gotcha. it's just too much, you know, so too much. And so just keep it on a 5,000 foot view and understand, you know, basic what's going on, how to yeah. do things and stay focused on your goals. And, and that's, that's ultimately what happens. Well, and, and read the, the room, thing. right? So, because I think most clients probably want a five thousand or a ten thousand foot view. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a few that want the serious minutia, right? But That's for the right. most part, the reason yeah. they're coming to an advisor is because they don't want to deal with it. They want they want that's somebody to, to kind of fly the plane, if you will. So yeah, that's true. All right, so that's a pretty simple one there. Another dirty little secret: it's difficult to differentiate between skill and luck. <laughs> now, this yeah. is kind of interesting because you kind of yeah. think about this, and that might be again back to that picking a specific specific investment or a stock or whatever. It's probably like, again, I think we've said this before on the show, getting a hole in one if you go play golf. Like you get lucky and you actually get one. Now you think, oh, I've got this figured <laughs> I out. I can do this. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, you'll probably never get another one in your it's life. 28 years later that you yeah. get another one. <laughs> Same thing with picking a winning it you know, is. stock maybe. It is. And, you know, I tell clients that do stock pick, I say, look, you know, the worst thing really that you can do is pick the right stock <laughs> because, big. because then you think you are an expert and you know better than everyone else. And, you know, so even, you know, in that case, I have a very, very small percentage that pick the right stocks and right. consistently, you know, no one consistently doesn't. What all the research shows is really it takes 40 years to know, you know, so if, you know, if someone even just does even has a 10 year track record and you know they're beating the market over that time frame does that mean that they can do it over the next 10 years and statistically the answer is no so there's a 99.9 percent chance that they will not do it over the next 10 years so it doesn't make sense to try to do those things stop pick you know basically trying to find the manager who has the skill because they don't exist when it comes to picking stocks right right well, you know, unfortunately, Nathan, the biggest thing that happens a lot, and this is certainly 2020 is is a glaring bright light of this scenario right here, and that's the bolder the opinion or the louder the voice, oh. the more people pay attention to it. That's right. Right? Oh, my goodness. Super frustrating. Yes. And that's, and that's, an, that's, a hu- <laughs> and that's a human flaw. I mean, all of it these is. are really a human flaw. But yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is we, you know, with investing, we want to manage our behavior. You know, and that helps. There's been a lot of research on that over the past 10 years. And and really, it's ultimately true. Uh, You know, this is what you've got to do. You've got to manage your behavior. You've got to control your intake on things that comes down to this. You know, be careful what you watch and what you listen to, even if it is on your side of the fence. That doesn't mean that it's true. True. You know, and also it you know, it could be. 70% 70% true, but the other 30% is false. And that changes the whole narrative, you know, if that's the case. So, you know, just be careful with what you listen to. I challenged all of my clients this past week. I sent them all an email and said, hey, just let me give you a challenge, a three-day challenge. Okay. Turn off the media. Turn nice. off social media. Turn off the news. Watch something else. Pay attention to something else for three days. And the only thing I request is just write me back when you're done. You know, and yeah. I got a tremendous amount of responses. Really nice. And most people were super positive with it. You know, I had, I think I had one that said, you know, I just felt like I was really disconnected and, you know, it, and everything okay. was okay. It was Fair like enough. I wouldn't, ha- didn't have my morning coffee. And I was like, that's fine. You yeah. know, that's, that's fine. But the majority of people, 
really felt better about it. They had a really strong, positive comment. And, you know, I was really surprised. Some of my happier clients, you know, were, were saying, I haven't watched that junk in six months. And so right, you know, right, yeah. they're the ones that always come in in a great mood. You know, So I'm like, well, there's a maybe a tie to that. There, there's a tie to that. <laughs> so, well, it, you know, and it's funny that, that it winds up being on a cruise ship because of everything that's happened with cruise ships in 2020. But years ago, my wife and I took a cruise, the first time, only time we've taken a cruise. Yeah. And of course, you can't, you know, you're not supposed to. Don't use your phone, right? Especially because you might get the international right. roaming or whatever, right? It <laughs> yeah. goes crazy. So we made ourselves a deal. We had everything all taken. We said, look, just turn, we're just powering them down and we're throwing them in the, in the suitcase. And we left them there for the, I don't know, the three days. It was just a short little thing. Yeah. And we often talk about and say that that was the best vacation we had. <laughs> and when we started to break it down, it was like, you know, people were like, oh, you really enjoyed the cruise that much. It was like, no, nope. it was okay. Like, like the, <laughs> didn't have my leash. <laughs> it didn't have the phone. Yeah. It was like really more about that. You know, it was really more yeah. about throwing the phone down uh, yeah. and truly putting it away. So that's, that's right. our final little dirty little secret, if you will, is that, you know, we all know it, that we've allowed ourselves to just be inundated with all this information and the, that little device in your hand or in your pocket <laughs> is causing a lot of it. So yeah, great point. I think that's a great place to end the show this week is just say, do yourself a favor, maybe turn that off once in a while, put it down, put it away and don't, you know, don't overly panic about a lot of this stuff. Have the conversations you need to have, work through things whenever they bother you and talk with your advisor about how to do it, you know, that's right. safely and soundly, yeah. but just take a breath. That's right. That's right. Relax, take a breath, talk to your advisor about it and see how it affects you. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And if you got questions, folks, you know what to do by now. Reach out to Nathan. If you need to reach him, you can uh, holler at him a bunch of different ways. Just go to thefinancialanswer.com. That's the easiest way we make everything available for you right there at the website. You can do it on your smartphone, or which I just said put down, or you can do it on your <laughs> computer, or you can just call. Use a phone for it's what it's actually for and dial 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that when you do use your phone from time to time and it's something other than listening to the news or watching headline news or whatever, listen to the podcast. Enjoy something different. Find a podcast on history and some other things that you might enjoy. That's always a good way to, to break things up. And I'll leave us with a fun quote, Nathan, to get out of here this week okay. from uh, Bill Murray, the comedian actor, right? Oh, yeah. uh, he said, the best yeah, way, in my great. opinion, to teach kids about taxes is by eating 30% of their ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That teaches them quickly. <laughs> they get that little face. Hey, that was my ice cream. They're, that's right. I'm gonna, I want you to try that next time with some clients. You should, you should start doing that with your clients. Say, hey, teach your grandkids about, <laughs> about taxes early. That's a good eat, way to do it. Yeah, yeah, eat 30% of their ice cream. There you go, folks. There's a tidbit for you as well as a quote. Nate, my friend, good luck with uh, the upcoming stuff. Glad you're still, you know, glad you're feeling better and everything's yeah, been fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And absolutely. stay Thank you. sane. <laughs> there we go. Good. Good. No, no, uh, no other words. No there, other words. So Take care, I'll buddy. stay sane. All, All right. right. You too, man. All right. We'll see you next time, folks, here on The Financial Answer. On our next podcast, we're going to be talking about making assumptions, and you know what they say about assumptions. So we'll see mm. you next time here on The Financial Answer with Nate O'Brien. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.